Hi, I'm Nikki, and I'm an introvert. And this is The Confessions of an Introvert. This episode was recorded way back in June when Sarah had just finished school for the summer and right before my big move back to the UK. It's been great fun listening back to our chat, and I record just how nervous she was about talking about herself. But I think she did rather well. Perfect. Shall we? Shall we get going? <laughs> Nobody can hear or see us. We're fine. It's just you and I having a conversation. Today, I'm chatting with Sarah, who's a high school student who's just finished her IB exams. How does that feel? It feels nice. <laughs> I've just been, it's a little bit weird because of the, it's so jarring because like it goes from like you have everything and now I have nothing. I mean, I have some things to do, like moving, but like not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many years of school is that? 14, I think, roughly. K1 to grade 12, yeah, that's 14, I think. See, that's crazy, isn't it? You've had 14 years of of learning and homeworks and, oh my goodness, everything that goes along with that. And then suddenly it's like, whoa, what do I do with myself now? So what are you going to do with yourself? Well, right now I'm preparing for a competition, music competition. And then after that, I have to prepare to move. <laughs> so those are kind of just taking up my time. And then I've got some like side projects that I've been working on just for myself that I've been meaning to do since IB started, but then I had no time. <laughs> oh, I think that's so exciting, isn't it? When you can actually make your own choices of what to spend your time doing. Music, music competition yeah. sounds exciting too. And um, yeah. where's, where's that going to be? Um, I think for a couple of days it's in Vienna and then for the rest it's in Prague. Yeah, we're spending like around a week there. Such a lovely way to spend a bit of your summer and just a bit of a, I guess, a sort of a switch off between school and the next stages in your journey. So just to do something a little bit different in a different country with different people, that's going to sound, yeah, that sounds yeah. sounds great fun. Yeah, we get to play in really fun places as well. Like I've seen, I've seen the concert halls we get to play in, and they're really, really pretty. The architecture there is really cool. I think. Yeah, I think they're both really, really cool cities. So, um, slightly jealous that you're going to these wonderful <laughs> places, but not jealous because I wouldn't be able to play. What is it you play the viola, right? Yeah, viola. So, yeah, I, I think it would be a whole different concert and competition if I was in there instead of you playing the, the viola. <laughs> they used to play the recorder in primary school quite, quite well, I, I seem to remember. But, um, but since then, no, I haven't, which is quite weird because my, my, both my sons are, are pretty musical. So um, somewhere down the line, maybe I should learn a different instrument what would you suggest what would be a fun instrument I could learn then <laughs> piano seems like the easiest one to pick up but also like pick, yeah it's one of the easier ones to pick up like it's it's more difficult to like develop but like it's easy to like as a introductory instrument I think because it's okay. just the fingers right <laughs> Yeah, but I've, have you seen my fingers? They're quite short, so I'm not sure I'd even yeah, be able to, so <laughs> to reach. Oh, <laughs> you play the piano too, do you? 
Yeah, I play the piano. I played the piano since I was like in grade one, mm. even before that, actually. I've been playing think- now, but I probably should. <laughs> do you do you think someone as old as me? <laughs> I'm not that old, <laughs> but someone older than yourself would be able to pick it up then. Oh yeah, I know some people who just pick it up. It's just you have to just start it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 fair enough. I thought you were going to say like the ukulele or something because that's quite popular. And um, and I think we ukulele is also pretty. Mm. Ukulele is also pretty easy to pick up because I, I've done, I've, I've taught myself how to play the ukulele, so it's not that bad. You can also do that one too. You're so clever. You got the viola. <laughs> you got piano. You've got a ukulele. I think just I just was thinking when you were talking about you know going to these concerts. How many people are in the in the? I was going to say team, but it's not really a team, but the the group of orchestra. Yes, that'll that's the right word. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's like around thirty something. I'm pretty sure. Around that number. Mm. How does it feel as an introvert playing? in a concert and I was thinking maybe if there was only a few of you playing then kind of all eyes on me and the spotlight or whatever but how how does that feel different in a, a group of 30 of you? I feel like it's a lot less pressure because not when you're playing for parents they're focused on their kids <laughs> so it's like I'm not worried about as worried about making like mistakes or something because sometimes mistakes just happen right like it happens you like flub a note or something like that but um because you can hear yourself the most it kind of feels like you're solo playing but Ooh. generally like I guess working as a group, it, it just builds like collaborative skills. And especially because not everyone's the same age, I find it a little harder to like, I guess, communicate with people around my age. Cause it's like, they know me more, <laughs> but um, usually like when you have to like instruct the little kids, it's like, yeah, they don't know me. Like, it doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to follow me. <laughs> No, that's a good that's a good perspective to to consider. I was thinking that when you said um you know you could you make a mistake and in a in a group of thirty people, does anyone notice that mistake? I mean Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. They just don't point it out because I think it's just like a respectful thing. Like it just like it happens. So back to the podcast questions and just wondering when you realized that you identified as a, an introvert or or was it something that was pointed out to you or, or anything like that? What, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think like at first I was kind of like, I kind of flip-flop between like not really being like an extrovert and introvert, more like being in the center and then being in an introvert. But, like, I think after recognizing, and especially, like, in hindsight, after recognizing certain things in my life, I was like, yeah, no, I don't think I'm in the middle. I think I'm just, like, full. (laughs) There are times where I'm, like, a little bit more extroverted, I guess. But I think 
Mm. That's why I think I was at first I was like, oh yeah, I'm probably just like a little bit shy, but now I'm just like sometimes I just find it like easier to be on my own, I guess. Sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's it's been sort of quite a common common sort of question or or things that have cropped up in the in the interviews and the chats so far about well what is what what defines an introvert you know what is shyness whatever I don't really you know we don't need to get into that all those ins and outs um but it, it does interest me that when people say things like you just said you know in certain situations or at certain times you feel like this like you said you're an extrovert sometimes what what do you what do you recall uh, at times or places or where you feel more extroverted? Recently, I was watching a movie with my friend. I think um, we watched like the new Spider-Verse movie, right? And um, because I was super into, I'm super into visual arts and animation. So after the movie, she already watched it. So after the movie, I was just like talking nonstop. And it wasn't like I could even like verbalize it cohesively. I was just talking gibberish and like she didn't seem to buy it but I was just like no you don't understand it's really good and I just like kept repeating that over and over and um like I just got really excited and it's usually just for stuff that I'm like very passionate about where I just will not stop talking (laughs) yeah and I think that's that's really that's so interesting you saying that it's when when you're really passionate about something and it, it makes me wonder that what you know introvert conversations like what's the difference then it's a conversation where you feel confident and happy and excited with somebody that you feel relaxed with so perhaps it's not about introvert extrovert it's just about how comfortable we feel also it depends on like social battery as well because I know like people I guess people who are more extroverted will find that like even they have times where their social batteries are lower because like my sister she's a lot more extroverted than I am I wouldn't I don't know if she would call herself an extrovert but she's a lot more extroverted than I am and there are just times where she just like can't be bothered I just feel like it's the durability of social battery in comparison that's why I guess extroverts would probably have like an easier time chatting up with people for longer periods of time versus introverts who could probably do it just not for as long or not for as many situations I think yeah yeah I love that that phrase that you just said the durability of your social battery that is that's I want to use that (laughs) I just think it's so true we all have a battery that runs out for whatever reasons but in terms of being an introvert in in different situations then our battery is depleted more easily depending on Mm -hmm. that situation I I mean for me it's often you know social situations where there's big groups of people or people that I don't know and it's that sort of situation that I I know that I sort of sounds pathetic like I I get it oh my god what am I gonna say Am I going to stand there like a complete lemon and not say anything? And people think, oh, my God, how boring is she? So that, that's one of the drains for me. What, what, about, what about for you? I think, like, it's similar for me. Like, sometimes when it's just, like, a one person I know versus, like, a hundred other people I don't know. Maybe not, like, a hundred, but, like, a group of other people I do not know. Mm. I will 
cling on to that other person and I will not leave them because I'm just like, I am lost without you. I, 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 I can't. <laughs> I am like a conversational brick. <laughs> oh, God. You are definitely not. <laughs> Sometimes I get super dry and I'm like, oh my God, I'm being so boring. <laughs> oh, isn't it crazy how we just beat ourselves up? And and I was just sort of thinking when you said about 100 people, actually, I think a bigger fear for me is when it's a one-on-one with somebody I don't know. And what if what if they're also <laughs> an introvert and, and they don't know what to say and I don't know what to say? That could be even worse than 100 people. And I think that's really what this is all about. This this podcast really, I mean, I was thinking on the first ones, I think it was in the little uh, trailer that, well, this could all go horribly wrong. We could literally just be sitting going, hmm, and uh, what, should, what should we talk about next? <laughs> but, it, but it hasn't happened yet with anybody. So, um. <laughs> yeah, I think like, even with my with some of my friends, right? There are just moments where, like, like we're calling, and there are just moments where you just like fall into complete silence. And I think if you're like particularly comfortable with someone, like the silence is not awkward. It's just like a, a transition, I guess. And then you just inevitably find something to talk about again, just because you're that comfortable with the person. So like silence doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah, you are spot on there. And I think along with pauses, natural pauses and silences, that a lot of people just want to fill them. They're mostly the extroverts. And they just they find them awkward so that they 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 throw something in or continue talking. And yet with us as introverts, as you said, we we don't find it awkward. In fact, we find it empowering or relaxing. And I think that's when there's a difficulty with a conversation when we like just, just take a breath, you know, <laughs> give us time just to think, and and that's that's quite hard for some people. But the other side, the flip side of being an introvert, is that we are really good listeners, whether that's intentionally because we're really interested in them, or because we're so wetting ourselves that we don't want to say anything. We appear like good listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness, that's almost like another confession. I have quite a few of them. It's like, yeah, I'm so wetting myself about talking to that person that I appear like a really good listener. (laughs) Oh goodness. I think, like, for me, I am not wonderful about talking about myself unless, like, I know the person super well. So I, and I also just like like hearing other people talk. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, it's just, like, nice, especially when they're talking about something, like, they're passionate about or, like, they, you can tell they're, like, interested in the conversation. It just makes – it's, like, secondhand interest, so. Yeah. Well, you're doing quite well at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I have notes prepared, so. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Actually, just um, just thinking about that, um, about how people perceive us, I had a, a thought about – you know how other people people who don't know us or people who do know us and what they think about us so I was just wondering whether you had any thoughts about where people might have had you know any misconceptions about you or how they might have no not judged I don't like that word judged but how you think they think about you or (laughs) 
Because we're, we're, we're a bit overthinkers, aren't we? Us introverts, we... I remember one time, like, an old friend of mine, they were telling me, like, oh, like, when I first saw you, I thought you were kind of scary. Because, <laughs> like, you're quiet, you didn't talk much. I thought you were kind of scary. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, you know, I, I get that. I get that a little bit. Like, I understand where that comes from. Just, like, sort of, like, quiet, you're sort of... I wasn't in the back. I had to be in the front because I didn't have glasses at the time and I needed to see. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I wasn't talkative. I, I just kind of kept to myself because I was trying to focus. And also I was not really great at starting conversations with some of my peers. So she like came to me and we started talking and she was the more extroverted one. Scary and also sad or the common misconceptions that really? people have. Yeah. Scary. See, that, that kind of makes me laugh <laughs> because I've never perceived you as scary. I've always thought of you as so sweet, so sweet. You know, and of course the, the you know, the word shy or whatever, and because I empathize with that, you know, that made you even more endearing to me and the more I wanted to get to know you. But I know what you mean. Well no, I don't really know what they mean by scary, but sometimes if we flip it the other way and as a teacher, if there's a student who doesn't say anything at all some teachers will be on them like a ferret, you know, like, right. <laughs> and other people are a bit, you know, other teachers are a little bit more respectful and understanding, but it does, it, it does, you know, on, on my part as a teacher, it's not like a challenge. That sounds a bit ridiculous, but I am desperate to try and find out either their story or to know a little bit more about them so that I can help them, you know, be able to be themselves a little bit more that's that's really where I'm coming from yeah I think I've had a few experiences with some teachers where like I didn't know this but me and my teacher had like a shared interest and I was and I decorated my laptop case with like I think um I think something that was like a reference to like I think it was like a game or something like that and um he pointed it out and I was, I literally did not know how to respond. I, I was kind of like, I'm trying to, I, I was like trying to formulate a proper sentence because first of all, I was so taken out because I was in the middle of my work. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> and I felt so bad. I was like, I am stuck between, I really need to finish the sentence so that I don't forget what I need to write for my work and I don't want to seem rude but I'm also really scared <laughs> oh I'm sure it was fine I'm sure it was fine and I yeah. think that common common and shared interest is a really big part of opening up yourself and finding a connection with somebody who you perhaps didn't think that you'd be able to talk to so I I, I get that um I'm, I'm just kind of curious now because we we, we seem to be sharing quite a few like awkward moments and things like that. And it, it sort of led me to think a little bit about, you know, awkward situations that you might have been in. And, um, you know, maybe where you've tried to get out of the situation, you know, and try and escape. Do you do you have anything where you've, you've found yourself in a situation you want to just stop her from? Family gatherings, like not 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 like family <laughs> gatherings, but like like you know when when you're when 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 your parents and 
invite like friends over and like mm. there's no common ground because it's a completely different age demographic I don't know what they're up to I hardly know them they've all <laughs> their faces kind of all blurred for me yeah because <laughs> uh, I've only seen them once and like I just have to sit there and they're asking me like how is school how's your academics oh. and I'm just like <laughs> I they're good and I have nothing more to add to this because I don't know what to say I'm a little bit nervous right now <laughs> I'm so embarrassed I'm pretty sure I have asked someone's child that same question only because it's the same I don't know what to ask but I've got to show interest like yeah how's school and you think oh my god I'm asking a 14 year old boy how's school I mean what on earth <laughs> are they expect to say yeah fine oh dear so how did you get out of that then I this was in um, like grade 11, grade 12. So I was like, I have so much work to do. I'm swapped with so much work. <laughs> I didn't have, conveniently didn't have that many assignments that day. So I was like, I have so much work. I need to get back to that. And I felt so bad afterwards. I was like, I can't believe I just lied. <laughs> I literally just like sat down on my bed and I was like, I, I, I feel bad for lying. And I feel like they're judging me, but like... <laughs> Did you actually go back to your room and do a bit of work because you felt so guilty then? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I did like a little bit of work, but like not after, not before like sitting and contemplating. <laughs> oh dear, yeah, goodness, we, we'd just beat ourselves up about it, wouldn't we? Oh my goodness, they probably didn't even notice. They probably thought, oh, what a good yeah. student. Your mum was probably <laughs> thinking, oh, such a good student. Such a good dog. No, she knows. <laughs> she knows. She she's well aware that like I struggle with um because I tell tell her about it right. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I struggle with talking to some of your friends, and she understands. So she's like, yeah, I don't mind helping you with that. <laughs> oh, so sweet. That's so nice, isn't it? Good when yeah. you've got a little sort of supporter, whether that's a friend or a you know a, a, a part of your family. That's someone who can can really support. It makes a massive difference, doesn't it? You know, shout out to all those people who, all those extroverts or, or ambiverts or whatever who support us as introverts. Thank you so much. We owe I you. I think my mum is also an introvert. So, like, mm, she. So introverts supporting <laughs> introverts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I was saying, even like my dad sometimes picks up on it where, because he, he's definitely like the extrovert of the family. So, he sometimes picks up on it, sometimes he doesn't, but like, whenever I need to, like, desperately need to get exit the conversation. He understands. It's just, like, surrounding. It makes it easier to communicate with new people when you, like, surround yourself yeah. with people who, like, get, I guess, understand that it's a little bit more difficult for you. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's important wherever you go in life, you know, your next steps at university. It's trying to sort of find those people who understand you so that they may not be the same as you but they'll understand when you say no I'm not going to come out it's not because I don't like you but I just need to have some time you know on my own or whatever so um mm -hmm. so I was just thinking you know we, we often we often kind of um hear negativisms about introversion or you know that's typical of us going oh this is so terrible but what about what about where introversion can prove to be an advantage like have you have you had any situations where you thought oh this is really good you know I'm I'm really glad that I'm like this yeah I don't feel like constant pressure to be around people I guess there is some situations where it's like awkward if I'm not around someone like 
I think I mentioned this before, but sometimes like you want to go to a restaurant, but like being alone in a restaurant is perceived as like, oh, this person's so sad and alone. I'm like, I just want to eat. <laughs> like I just wanted to try new food. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, don't, I don't really feel the pressure because like usually I just occupy myself with my own thoughts. And sometimes it's just like, like I don't feel like I need to be out all the time. And I also don't get as much like FOMO, I guess, like the fear of missing out. I don't have much of that. Thank <laughs> you. God, I have FOMO so much. And then I end up end up doing whatever it is. And then I'm like, why did I agree to do this? Why did I suggest all people come around my house? It's like I have FOMO and then I don't want FOMO. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting you you mentioned about eating alone in restaurants. I think there's quite a stigma, you know, like you said, people think that you're sad for sitting on your own and and that's crazy isn't it I mean it's it's madness to think that oh someone's on their own or they haven't got anyone to go out to dinner with well actually sometimes we quite like to to watch people you know and sit and and sort of see what's going around but then we don't want to look like the nutter staring at people (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and have people wonder what on earth we're doing but um yeah but I find like observing people can be really interesting like I'm a huge fan of eavesdropping on conversations sometimes. <laughs> I have no context <laughs> to what's going on sometimes, but I'm just like, I just like listening to the conversation just because like, I don't know, people watching it just can be fun. And it's just um, not really because like, it makes me feel like a part of them. It's just like interesting mm. to see how the world moves around you, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good point. I mean, other people would class it as being really nosy or whatever, listening in, but I think it's, you're right, it's just, you learn from listening and watching. That's perfect. It's really, it's doing really well so far. (laughs) I always find that we have a lot more to say than we think. It's quite Yeah, (laughs) I was like worried that I wouldn't be able to say as much, but (laughs) we're already running out of time. (laughs) Sarah's right, we have run out of time, but stay tuned for a little bit more from our conversation about surviving as an introvert in the next episode coming soon. Look out for the comic strip sketch note that accompanies this episode. You can find all of these on the podcast page on nihconsultancy.com. Do you have a confession being an introvert? Would you like to share your story? Listen out for the next episode coming soon.